Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where we are one year old and we're closing out the first season. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. What if we were to do this podcast for another year? We're talking hypotheticals. Hello, Ben. Hey, John. How you doing? I am doing pretty darn well. Anything uh, Anything fun or interesting happened this week? Uh, I didn't have to go to work on Monday. That was nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a holiday that will be... Uh, oh, no, I guess it's not so far in the past now that we're sort of uh, recording <laughs> at the last minute. So everybody will be able to relate to the uh, the Labor Day holiday that just happened. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do anything exciting. I, I built like a chicken shed. Oh, that is super exciting. What about you, John? You've been incredibly busy lately? Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess we can plug right up top. I have been super busy uh, compiling and putting together our comic book that we've talked about in the past. Um, it is Space Oddities, a, uh, a comic, what, 15, 20 years in the making? Yeah, yeah, that's we are king procrastinators. Yeah, we're really good at that. Um, it was originally designed as a cartoon proposal for Adult Swim years ago, even before I went to cartoon college, and um, it lay dormant for years and years and years. And we, what, probably about a year ago, we decided we were going to resurrect it. Right about the time we decided we'd start doing a podcast, just because we hated free time. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So we've been writing this together over the last year, and uh, I've been drawing it, and you've been doing some gray tones, and we've been trying to figure out our process here. The fruits of our labor are uh, are about to be released upon the world at uh, CrockerCon this coming Thursday, September 12th, in Sacramento, California, at the Crocker Art Museum. Um, it's an event that I've done every year it's been going. I believe this is the sixth year, either fifth or sixth. And it's a it's a great little art mixer. It's got live music. You can get drinks and food, and there's uh there's activities for kids. It's pretty friggin' great. It's all it's always a fun little show. And there's some space oddities pages framed like classy art on the wall. Oh shit! Yeah, I guess I should have plugged that in the past. Yeah, um, you you have through September 22nd to go check out the Crocker Art Museum's uh, exhibit on comic books and comic book art. And uh, I've got a wall in there that has uh, that shows my process with Space Oddities. It's got script. It's got penciled pages, ink pages. Um, it's also got layouts that come before the pencils, but I forgot that in the order. And um, yeah, it runs through the 22nd. Go check it out. Support the uh, the art scene. Um, and then come to CrockerCon and support us, where we are dropping uh, what is essentially, it, it's called the Cold Open. It's uh, it's an issue zero. It's a preview issue. It's going to be eight pages long. It's going to introduce you to um, the main characters, Dirk and Jorge. Um, and then it will, have a, it will have a synopsis, some character bios, a sketchbook section, and a preview for issue number one. Um, so we're really excited about putting this out. It'll be full comic book length, even though it's kind of a smorgasbord. And issue one will be following in uh, late October, probably Halloween release. Something else to look for at Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Da-da, there we go. Big plug. I, I guess this would be the appropriate place 
besides social media where, I mean, if only we had some sort of audio medium where we could reach people and tell them about our stuff. Yeah. Or we could actually talk about it. Um, so back down to brass tacks, we are talking about what if scenarios we're talking about hypotheticals. We are talking about what would you do if, or would you rathers or how about this is? Yeah, I think we're just going to kind of run through some and just kind of chat. Uh, it'll be a little less, you know, formatted than normal if that's possible. Well, yeah, normally we do have segments that, that we touch on, but I think it's a little more difficult. I mean, unless we wanted to find like our favorite use of an alternate reality in pop culture, but I didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't. I did not think of that either. Yeah, it's going to be a much more candid conversation. Um, as we touched on up top, I guess the other big thing besides space oddities is we are one year old. Um, we started, uh, what was our first release? September 17th? Yep. Uh, 2018. Uh, yeah. Day before my birthday. So this will release before that. And then our, our next episode after that, because we did have that one week discrepancy in the holiday season. Um, so this is going to be our season one end and the next episode will be our season two beginning. And, um, We've taken our first steps. We're starting to babble. Next year, I look forward to uh, potty training and saying no. <laughs> oh, no to everything. You know, and it's funny. When we were younger, um, even in our teens and 20s, it was the terrible twos. But as I've discovered, as I uh, got into a relationship with a, uh, with a lady and her lovely uh, two-year-old daughter at the time, almost three, um, my goodness, it seems like like everybody agrees that threes are the worst and then when you have a four-year-old they go fours are the worst you know, you know what the real worst is oh no kids <laughs> no i i love this kid to death she's become such a little sweetheart but uh yeah it's funny the ter- terrible twos is not a thing i don't think well at least from what i noticed girls are a little more terrible later like at least with my kids Haley was definitely worse at three and odin was worse two and three. Oh, wonderful <laughs> i've only got the one to worry about let's uh let's talk some what ifs do you want to lead us up in uh, sure. Let's dive right in, shall we? Woo! If you were actually a robot, would you want to know? Oh, boy. Like, if you were constructed and built as a John bot. Yeah. And uh, put out into the world, is that something you'd want to be aware of, or would you just like to continue going through life oblivious? Yeah, this is this is interesting. I, I, once, uh, I once started a comic book where uh, a teenage kid goes home and his parents reveal that he is a robot. Um, oh, goodness. It depends. Would I have any special abilities, or am I just a, a 100% human facsimile? I imagine. I mean, you would have the same special abilities you have right now. Mm. I mean, other than, like, the potential for replacement parts, I guess. Because you're a robot. No, I don't think so. Would you be mad at your parents and be like, why didn't you replace my pancreas? Yeah, yeah. If, if if I was a diabetic robot, <laughs> I would be pissed. So no, I like if I am currently a robot, I hope my parents or the government do not tell me unless it means that I get some upgrades like a working pancreas because robot or not, those shots hurt. <laughs> I would totally want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Because uh, it seems like the options would be cool. This, the scary thing would be, now that I'm thinking about it, if uh, you knew that and then it was also revealed to you that all of your memories were fake. Because you know, clearly you didn't grow up. You weren't a kid robot that grew up into an adult robot. 
Like they just built you last week and uploaded some memories into your brain. Oh man. That would be a that might be a little bit more world shattering. <laughs> but you would have the opportunity, like you're kind of immortal. Like you'd be like, all right, let me back up my brain every night. And if someone uh kills me in a car accident, uh you just plug me into a new well robot body. Wait a minute. I I, I think that that kind of goes into what I was talking about with special abilities. Where, where, like, that is a little extra human. Eh, uh, well, I mean, I was thinking when you said special abilities, more like, you know, super strength. Rocket boots. Yeah. Your brain's in a machine, and if you could transfer it to another machine, like, if, if the technology was there to do that with your human brain, you could do it too. Yeah, but if the technology was there to do that, then I could get a new pancreas. So I, I guess I was just going under the, uh, the assumption that we could not do that. If I've got a fucking shitty pancreas, why the hell did you make a robot that needed a pancreas? Yeah, in the first place? Exactly. As with most of these situations, I think it would depend on the circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What vehicle would you transform into if you were a transformer or what if you were a transformer? What vehicle would you transform into? Like, which one would I like to transform into? No, nah, you can come up with a new one if you want. I don't. I don't know if there was ever a tractor or, or like a which, backhoe, or like which one should I transform into? I pick one. If I if it was my choice, it, I'd be like Starscream. I want to turn into a jet. Yeah, because uh, yeah, just jumping into the air and flying away. Sounds, he did have a really good transformation. Yeah, too. sounds fucking super fun. Definitely not a big stupid gun that someone else has to hold. Yeah, no shit. Megatron, what in the world? Well, I, I assume we'll cover that in our in our uh, inevitable Transformers <laughs> uh, episode. What about you, John? Uh, What's your vehicle of choice? See, the weird thing is, I haven't really thought about these at all i just came up with the topics so i was like i'm gonna ask you these questions but I, I didn't i didn't think about answers for myself um starscream is great i mean could starscream fly into space if he wanted to do they have yeah, any sort the of movie he was in space right i don't know i don't remember they don't have any sort of like atmospheric uh restrictions i don't think that i mean it, yeah in transformers the movie they're like out just walking around in space occasionally like i don't think they need to breathe how do you walk in space Whatever. Uh, yeah, Starscream's good. <laughs> Anything that would allow me to fly at high speeds. Flying is definitely the coolest form of transportation. Yeah, like like being Soundwave or one of his like little cassettes. Like, uh, why? As much as I, I love the, the leaders and the good guys, so like Optimus Prime, I wouldn't want to be him. He's a fucking big rig. Well, yeah, and I drive a lot already. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think the experience would be that much different if... Uh, I was the car. If you were the car, yeah. yeah. I mean, we essentially are the car. Like, it, yeah. It's like those two perspectives combined. Like, yeah, that's kind of mundane. Yeah. The other one, you're just made of car. Yeah. Like, I mean, a submarine might be kind of cool too, but I think a jet would be cooler. Yeah. And I imagine Starscream, if if he doesn't need uh, any sort of special whatevers to go into space. I imagine he can go underwater. Yeah, that's fair. I, 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 frankly, I think a jet would probably fly better underwater than in space. At least some of the aerodynamics would oh, still yeah. apply. Yeah. Because there's substance. Yeah, and resistance. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got next? So, John. Yes, that's me. If uh, you went to the crossroads and the devil was there and offered to uh, buy your soul, what would it take to close the deal? Well, shit. Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm I'm kind of thinking a new pancreas. <laughs> 
It seems more useful. A, a robot body that I could recycle. Um, boy, I hope the devil isn't listening to this because I don't actually want to have this uh, this conundrum on my soul. I think you wouldn't sell your soul for anything is a legitimate answer if that's if that's the right one. Oh, no, that's definitely not the answer. <laughs> I just don't want the actual devil to show up like it did with our buddy Zach and make me an offer in a dream. Why not? This is what you want. Uh, like yeah. If, that's a win-win for you and Beazelbub. Yeah, but if I if I believe in, in an uh, eternal soul, then I'm really fucking myself over for a few measly years of uh, of good times well it depends on what hell you know is hell really the fire and brimstone and uh you know is that the follow-up pain and torment what like, if hell is fire and brimstone and endless pain and torment well if that's it that's that's one thing but if it's just like you know either you you don't exist anymore or you're not in heaven it's just like the you know the other place that doesn't seem that bad well if you know me you know i'm only thinking about worst case scenario which, when dealing with the devil, probably a good bet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 if I said like, oh, ham sandwich, it'd probably be a ham sandwich that I would choke to death on or some shit. But it would be such a good ham sandwich. <laughs> the best death. ham sandwich on earth, turkey club. Um, no, I mean, I think a lifetime of wealth and prosperity. But I would have to frame it in a way to where they didn't do like a like a Twilight Zone thing where like. I got a, a vault of gold, but it was stolen from Fort Knox and the authorities are on my tail. But honestly, like, yeah, just prosperity, just not actually having to struggle financially or having the kind of money like like Magic Johnson money, where even if I got AIDS, I could take yeah, care of it. Just fix that. Yeah. Um, I would love to just be able to have the option to make comic books and not have to do anything else that's actually been weighing on my mind a whole lot lately throughout this whole process because i've essentially got like three jobs you know the the day job the family man and the comic books and uh and it's it is a lot so to be able to get rid of the day job would be great yeah i could dig that yeah what about you yeah independent wealth would be nice but uh i, I don't know i might go with like good health forever or maybe not, maybe not forever, obviously. I don't want to live forever. Yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to think about the, how I word it. It's like wishing for something from a genie. He's going to fuck you over somehow. Not to mention, you got me over here going, yeah, you got a fucking working pancreas, you asshole. What kind of good health do you need? I got one eye going bad and I got tingles in my feet. Fuck I like, you. I like being lazy and uh, <laughs> I, I'm getting to the age where I need to stop doing that. Yeah. I just want to continue to be able to sit on my ass and eat garbage food oh and have, not have any repercussions <laughs> oh yeah working that into the deal would be great yeah. just sit around eating pizza and chicken mcnuggets and taquitos all day long yeah and, just, and you'd still be you know fucking jack Lalane over there oh hello yes good call no hangovers would also be a, a pretty rad uh thing you know but you'd probably get fucked it'd be like perfect health you'd be like uh you know, Superman or whatever, where you can't get drunk. Yeah, yeah. Your body just processes it yeah, too quickly. It's like that, sorry, that is that is unhealthy. You, you can't have that. You're know, like Flash. His metabolism works too fast. Yeah. All right, my turn, eh? How about this? We're going to go into the supernatural a little bit. If you were a ghost, what would you do? Where would you Where would you want to be, and who would you haunt, or would you haunt? I mean, I get. I guess the original premise of the question. Uh, early when I was thinking about it was was who and where would you hunt? But I mean, I guess the option is 
would you haunt as well? What would you like to do as a ghost? I mean, so you're stuck on Earth? Yes. Yeah, so uh, practically I would probably haunt my own family. <laughs> Not so much to torment them, but just, you know, then be able to see what's going on. See uh, the new boyfriends my wife's bringing home, and then I might start tormenting her a little bit. <laughs> but like, if I could haunt a place, I'd probably like haunt like a. What would be cool? Like a haunt a cruise ship because then you could get like go some places and screw with people on cruises. <laughs> and they're stuck out there. Yeah, like that would be a great place oh, to haunt. haunted ship. Yeah, those are spooky as shit, and you can't get off. Only do it on carnival lines, so that so carnival gets the reputation as the haunted yeah. cruise line. <laughs> It'd probably become a draw for some folks. Go on the haunted cruise ship. Dude, you want to hear something weird that happened to me yesterday? Yes. In January, my company moved to a different office building, and I had to come up with a new walking route, you know, a little one-mile walking route. And we went through the, uh, through the neighborhoods of, like, Midtown Sacramento, going into, like, Boulevard Park. And on our route, we pass by this fucking creepy big house that's got like a, you know, a wrought iron gate around it. It's fucking big. It's got like these like lion heads on the outside. It's got these weird like spiky shark fin things on the fucking roof. Ooh. And everything, everything is just fucking eerie. Like it, it, nobody lives there. Is it all dilapidated? No, it, it was restored a few years ago. But it is definitely unlived in. It's got like these windows to a basement, you know, that you can see from the outside, like the burbs. And there's like one fucking lamp in a window that is always turned on, even though nobody lives there. It's fucking creepy, dude. So uh, one of my coworkers always called it the haunted house. I took to calling it the murder house. And I've been taking a picture of it every time I pass by it for, you know, I want to do it for a year and then just like do a quick little video of them all in succession and see if I see a fucking ghost or something. Yeah, something like a little girl standing in the attic window. Yeah. So we discovered that a few blocks in the other direction, there was an actual house where a lady murdered a bunch of people and took their uh, their social security checks. She got caught in like the 80s. Nice. And uh, yeah. And so that was dubbed like the death house of something. And I was like, well, fuck, I can't call that other house the murder house if if that one is actually the death house. John, you just need to buy that house and murder more people than she did. Maybe. But I Googled just out of out of uh, out of sheer curiosity. 22nd and H murder house or 22nd and H Sacramento murder house. Oh, this article headline came up that said the Martinez house. Sacramento's official murder house. Nice. Yeah, and it had this whole story about a doctor who uh who murdered his family and tortured his wife in the base. It was very Amityville horror. Um, and then somebody named Bar- Martinez bought it, and there's all sorts of stories about ghosts. But there's also a lot of people chiming in saying, "No, this is bullshit. Nobody named Martinez ever bought it." But you know, one person saying, "I live on this street and this isn't true," is no more credible than. Also, dozens of articles saying this is true. Is the guy named Martinez really the the big point there? I think the murder doctor is the yeah the, he, the creepier part. Who gives a shit who bought it after that? He was Asian, apparently. An Asian guy named Martinez, or the doctor no, was Asian. The doctor was Asian. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans. They've got uh, I can't remember how the name of the house, but uh, it's in the French Quarter there. Oh shit! Where like the lady, you know, like would you know so slaves together and do all kinds of nasty shit yeah and, like uh, acid baths and shit. yeah ended up getting like run out of town and that place is totally super haunted and uh i think nicholas cage owned it for a while yeah he did 
But uh, that's not the interesting part of the story. Like, who, he's like, no, Nicolas Cage didn't own it. Yeah, like, it's not who, the Cage house. Who gives a shit? Supposedly Johnny Depp owns it now, but uh, he owns it through a lawyer for someone else. And so like, you know, so that nobody knows who owns it. But the rumor on the street is it's Johnny Depp. Yeah, I thought I'd heard that, that Nicolas Cage sold it to Johnny Depp because they're buddies. I remember walking by that place when we were in uh, in New Orleans. Fucking, yeah, uh, it was because I'd heard that story, and I, I mean, I'd I'd heard the the legend, and it was fucking creepy. And there, they've got a, a cemetery there where Nicolas Cage already has a giant pyramid as his tomb. Oh, that's fucking awesome! <laughs> God bless you, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But yeah, um, I asked my dad if he had ever stayed in that house because when he was younger, he was a part of that whole go to places that are supposedly haunted and spend the night and he never saw anything but no he never went there but he did suggest that he and i go stay there for the night when he's in town and i said yeah right yeah your dad's gonna break into a house yeah i mean you're gonna spend the night in a haunted house those two are equally unbelievable (laughs) yeah it's true (laughs) yeah my dad the saint is more likely to break into a house than than i would actually stay in there I'm down for both. Oh, let's, fuck that. Let's do it, John. No <laughs> way. Like, I want to walk by there at night and just see if 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 that one creepy little light is on. Because it's always during the daytime. Like, I, I remember seeing a car in the back driveway once. And that's it. But, like, even that, that whole block along there, like, I call it Creep Street. Because everything is just fucking weird. There's a house with, like, a... a uh, 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 taxidermy dog up in the window that like i noticed one day i was like oh it looks like a real dog wasn't moving i was like okay it's it's like a beagle uh, I, I think and um and then one day i saw somebody coming out of the out of the house and i was like hey i just wanted to ask you about that dog up there and it's like oh it's it's just a stuffed animal that's weird uh, people have asked me about that before like very abrupt and very like not wanting to talk about it it was really weird that thing is not a fucking stuffed animal <laughs> well, i mean you have to be kind of weird to taxidermy your dog I mean, I mean well it's it's perched up in the window as if it's looking at something in a certain direction and then at a certain time of day they'll take it down and they'll close the shades like it's fucking weird that that whole street and like the way that the houses are built like they've got like the doors are off center from the porch and the rest of the ha- i don't know man it's it is it is a creepy little street Man, I should have saved this for the Halloween episode. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, maybe we can cut it out. Um, if I was a ghost, I would uh, haunt uh, an orphanage. Yeah, fuck those kids. No, I'd go. No find- one, no one's gonna believe them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'd go find the assholes that were that were dickheads to us in high school and go haunt them. Oh, that's. Uh, what's worse, haunting orphans or just being petty? Oh, I'll be petty. <laughs> if I can grab anything as a ghost, I will grab some dog shit and put it right under their car door handles. <laughs> That'll be your shtick. Yeah. Poltergeists, open cabinets, you plant dog shit places. Yeah. Dog shit, door handle ghost. Could be ghost shit. <laughs> All right, you're up. Sorry for that super tangent that I said was not going to take a long time. So, John, I know you're a big Superman fan. Yes. How would you feel if, like, a Superman-like hero emerged with, you know, the same ridiculous power set. I love Superman. We know this. We've gone over this before. I'd be pissed. You'd be pissed? I would be pissed. Um, I can't remember if we if we touched on this in our in our comic book episode or not, but I think it would it would make my 
sense of purpose diminish at least a little bit. Like I would be so pissed that that I didn't have those powers and someone did. I'd be jealous. Oh, okay, so be jealous. I, I got- it, it would be very petty. For a minute, I thought you were going to go like all Lex Luthor and be like, you know, it's not, I'm going to be mad because this guy can't come along solving all our problems. Yeah, you're not the savior of mankind. I am. Yeah, no, I I think it would just, it would, it would make me sad to know that it is possible for someone to, to be able to do those things and that I couldn't do them. So if someone like Lex Luthor came along, would you like root for him? No. <laughs> I would certainly not not want that person to be dead, but maybe just taken down a peg. Yeah, I'd I'd just be bitter. I w- I would be bitter if if that person started showboating and and being kind of a dickhead. Then yeah, I I would I wouldn't want to see them dead, but I would want to see them get beat up or hear that there was some like Me Too allegation against them and be like, ha ha, fucker, you're you're getting taken down for your crimes. Um, what about you? I, I don't know how I'd feel about it. Like it'd be uh it'd be cool that that was a thing now, but uh I don't know how I'd feel about him going all like vigilante. Yeah. And just going around, you know. I, I don't know, maybe it would be okay. Some jerk ass school shooter shows up and Turbo Dude comes and fucks him up. Oh, Turbo Dude trademark Ben Robinson and John Williams. Yeah, if he shows up, I'm suing him. All right, we're doing it, Ben. You ready for this? Oh, I know what's coming. So our friend Kyle, who who uh, the listeners, loyal listeners, have heard uh, almost a year ago for our slasher two-parter, um, our friend Kyle Smith has always had this hypothetical. He loves would-you-rathers and uh, and that sort of thing and putting people in, in awkward, squirmy situations. Yeah, especially when both of them are absolutely detestable. Yes. And so what Kyle likes to do is when uh, when you are sitting there with your partner, um, he likes to ask this question. So, Ben, if your wife and uh, I don't want to put myself in this, so we're just going to use Kyle. (laughs) Take that, Kyle. Yeah. If your wife and Kyle switched bodies, who would you who would you be with? Would it be your wife's body that you could do the things with with kyle's brain attached to it or would you be with kyle's body because it is your wife's brain and soul ugh yeah i know this one isn't easy i'd say it's like sophie's choice but honestly i've only heard that in context i've never seen the movie so i don't know what sophie's choice <laughs> yeah, actually it, was it or whether has, or not this is like that it has something to do with oh shit i don't know either, like but, a kid that's di- that it, dies or yeah you you have to make the choice of a of a child dying so someone else can live i believe yes it's like the okay yeah so sophie's choice is like the last episode of mash oh geez seen that oh i did not see that oh you should see it it's good yeah yeah just like the rest of mash suicide is painless um but back to having sex with kyle um like who would i Consider my wife, I guess. Yeah, who would you move forward with? I, I guess you know. Would you? I, I mean, I guess the question is: Could you bang your wife's body with Kyle's brain in it? And could you be married to Kyle's body with your wife's brain in it? Um. Ah. Oh, Jeez. Uh. Well, I I think this one's actually easier now that gender is more fluid. 
<laughs> Honestly, I would stay with my wife in Kyle's body. And I, I think the hardest part of that would be her coping with the fact that she was stuck in Kyle's body. Yeah. Um, like she plucks like little teeny hairs off her, you know, faces so like, oh, ugh, awful. And then Kyle's got a back like a glog damn gorilla. And that would really bother her. But uh, she could, you know, uh, you know, become uh, more feminine over time. And uh, maybe be happy with herself. As long as she didn't get like super depressed. And I mean, I'd still stay with her, but it'd be like, yeah, it'd, it'd be lame. But I don't think I'd want to have sex with Kyle's brain in her body. Um, <laughs> mostly because I don't, I don't imagine Kyle would want to. I don't know. Maybe he would. It doesn't matter. Kyle would be, would be incredibly drunk. So he'd be super into it. <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, I don't know that. But yeah, I think I think I you know I'd, I'd stay with my wife's brain, obviously, and uh, maybe the occasional conjugal with her body. Gross. <laughs> it would certainly be weird. And uh, Kyle of all people would make it so much weirder. He would he would <laughs> he would deliberately like say things and do things to make it awkward. He wouldn't just play along. I'm certain of it. All right. So I did a little research on Sophie's Choice. And the, the quick answer is, what does Sophie's Choice mean? Sophie's Choice refers to an extremely difficult decision a person has to make. It describes a situation where no outcome is preferable over the other. This can be either because both outcomes are equally desirable or both are equally undesirable. So I think we are right oh, yeah. on that. Well, I think it, so it sounds like we're dead on in the usage of Sophie's Choice as a example. But... Uh I have no idea what happens in that movie. You know, that the one synopsis I read really cannot be true, apparently, because this one that I'm reading right now, because it's shorter, and I was like, okay, I can summarize easier. Um, it said, in the novel, which is set during World War II, the title character must choose between the lives of her two children while imprisoned in the Nazi concentration camp Auschwitz. She is giving an impossible choice. Pick, a, pick, the one, pick one to live while the other one is gassed, or else watch both die. Oh, For yeah. Sophie, there is no yeah. best option, and even not making a choice carries a heavy consequence. Okay, so yeah, we were totally spot on. It sounds like an upsetting More movie. I don't think I want to watch that. Yeah, you know, it's got Meryl Streep, so I'm sure she oh, I'm sure got she an Oscar nom or something. Yeah, I'm sure she did a great job of making me feel awful. <laughs> falafel? Oh, I'd love Meryl Streep to make me falafel. <laughs> 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 So, so kind of similar to that, when I, when I was thinking about that same question, because uh, we both know Kyle. It's true. Would you be interested if you could swap bodies with your significant other for like a day? Oh, boy. Uh, no. No? Really? No. Yeah. I mean, could it be interesting? Maybe. But I think I might just fuck things up for her. I mean, if it was like a, like a Tuesday or a Saturday or Sunday... Where she didn't have to go to work? Oh, yeah. You definitely don't want to go to work. You want to spend that day doing something fun. Yeah, I mean... There, Exploring your new body. Yeah, yeah. There's the uh, the the adolescent uh, curiosity of the, of the oh, I just sit there and play with myself all day. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I guess, if it's 24 hours. But I don't know. I don't feel like I really need to. Um, I guess in, in the past, I... I, I I have uh, heard the whole like, what if you did swap uh, swap bodies with your significant other? Would you have sex with yourself? Fuck yeah! So like, if if me and Angelina swap bodies, would we would we just go ahead and do the dirty just to see what it feels like? 
I can't imagine not doing. You'd that. need to. That yeah. would be like the my the number one item on my agenda. <laughs> like, so what is this like from the other side? Yeah. Ah, how horrifying is it looking at me <laughs> <laughs> while having sex? Yeah, like is is that my gross orgasm face? Or yeah. is that just her making her gross orgasm face <laughs> with my muscles? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I think I've genuinely got my eyes fairly closed or squinted during that, that moment. So uh, I'm not sure okay, what I'm doing. I guess the danger would be like, what if I liked it? Oh, I imagine you would. What if I identified with it from then on and then I have to go back to my body with this friggin' giant ding dong just hanging off of me i don't know man might be depressing i don't know so like you know i don't know if that's where we want to go on the podcast but it's like you know if you had (laughs) if you had one chance and only one chance to have like an awesome threesome would you not want to do it just because it might be disappointing that you couldn't do it again no i mean that is definitely cause for concern but but i would totally do it absolutely that's what life's that's what life's about you know, you don't do something just because you might be disappointed. You can't do it again. Get out there and enjoy life. This is a, this is an impromptu uh, what if to, to just stack on top of that. So I imagine personally, I mean, if you were to have a threesome, would you want another dude involved or would you want the two ladies? Or, or e- would either one be acceptable? I think either one would be acceptable. I think like, you know, dealer's choice, I'd probably go for two ladies. But yeah, I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with a dude. That's interesting. I, I, I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that with you. Because my my follow up to that would be: Would you have a threesome with a clone of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And your wife, and would would that make it better? I think that's the only way I could talk my wife into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what, honey? It's just me. We're hitting all the deep topics today, folks. Woo! Right in time for the for the convention crowd to come check us out. Wow. Hey, uh, how about a break? <laughs> Sounds good. All right. I could use a glass of scotch. Yeah, let's do it. We'll be right back, folks. Sophie. How can anyone imagine that he knows her? Beyond the innocent, the romantic, the sensual, and the unthinkable, there are secrets we have yet to imagine. One of them is Sophie's choice. Uh, welcome back, Ben. Hey, John. Hi. What if I didn't come back? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are we going to do next? Who who uh, who left us off? What if I don't remember? Oh, shit. Well, if you didn't remember, then I'm just going to go ahead and go for it. So, Ben, if you one day discovered that you had the power to give somebody a phobia, what would you what would you do with that? <laughs> it's a wicked power. Could you take him away, too? Um, Sure. Because hmm. I definitely take away my wife's fear of spiders because it's really irritating. Uh, but otherwise, I would probably uh, just at parties while being a dickhead give people phobias of whatever they were next to. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a phobia of jungle juice drinks. Yeah, yeah, just watch them like Wah! scream and throw it all over themselves. I would go mad with power and uh, abuse it horribly. Yeah, but it'd be entertaining and nobody, for the most part, would get hurt until somebody like 
reacted with with uh violence towards something they fear but that's why i'd like to be able to take it away because if shit got out of hand you could just be like all right cut it out yeah yeah if like somebody's standing next to their friend and you're like okay you're now deathly afraid of other people and they're like ah, i'm gonna fucking kill you and uh you'd have to take it away right quick yeah especially if you could give like you know if your power was like i can only make people afraid of dogs that wouldn't be quite as useful, but if like if I could choose what the phobia was yeah, each totally. time, that would be uh, you could because you could totally use that to your advantage, man. You could you know mug people with bananas. Like you're terrified of bananas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, like give you, me your wallet, or, or you're getting a banana to the face. No, Mister. Yeah, I could make cops scared of giving me a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was like, that would be uh that would be super useful. Yeah, you can make a few people scared of first-class flights, so maybe you'd get upgraded. Yeah, I could be their savior. Yeah. Don't worry, ma'am, I'll take that seat for you. Yeah. I've got a coach seat that you can sit in and live your life comfortably. My hero. <laughs> yeah. So, John. Yo. If uh, you could choose one, would you choose a teleporter or a time machine? Mm. This is not easy. Because yeah, uh, they're both fucking rad. Yeah, I think I would. I would have to choose time machine just based on principle, because traveling through time would be the most badass thing to ever happen ever. Especially if it was like Avengers Endgame rules. Spoiler, everybody, where what you do in the past doesn't affect your future. Um, that would be the best. I would love to go and experience that stuff. However. I have many, 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 many times in my life exclaimed, even to nobody, just out into the universe when I'm hungover, that we need to get this teleportation thing figured out. Because driving home or driving anywhere with a hangover is the worst, especially if you passed out at somebody's house and you have to drive home hungover in the morning before you can get to a shower or a bed or a meal. Oh, man. Like I, I did a lot of that in my twenties, and teleportation or jetpacks. I always lump those together, like a- autopilot jetpacks. Yeah, or, or just I mean, like snooze, and- even just just something where where I could essentially take a giant jump home rather than having to deal with starts and stops and other people. Like, uh, yes, that I. Uh, you know, it's worse than being hungover and having to drive home. What's that? Doing that when it's hot with no AC. Oh, I've Ooh, done it. I've done it too. And it's just, yeah, it is like, you know, you contemplate, should I just drive into that oncoming truck? Yeah. This is miserable and I want it to end. Yeah. One of, one of my top two hangovers of my entire life. Yeah. Like that, that was the one I think we spoke about in the, in the uh, booze cast episode where I wasn't actually certain I was going to make it home. It was so hot and I was so just dead. Ugh. Uh, I, thought about this as well i would totally go for teleporter yeah of course you would like uh we did an episode on time travel didn't do one on teleporters no uh because they're not as fantastic of a concept i guess yeah you just turn into nasty monsters but uh man that would be rad you could literally live anywhere you wanted and just teleport to wherever you like you you wouldn't have to work in the same place that you lived yeah and you could uh you could just make a killing in the shipping business. <laughs> Good call. Man, you could you, you could move goods from here to there instantly. Uh, you would be king shit of immediate travel, and people would pay loads of money for that. So you wouldn't actually have to work. you live wherever you wanted and uh, enjoy the fruits of the entire world. 
So with the time machine, is it just traveling through time and not space? And do you have to worry about the rotation and orbit of the Earth? I would say, for this scenario, I would say the time, yes, it would be time only and not space, but it would auto-calculate safe landing okay. positions. Because uh, technically the same point in space is going to be like hundreds of millions of miles away, yes. depending on how far back you go. Uh, out in the middle of space, more than likely, which would not be good. Yeah. Um, so it would be, you know, geographically locked to some degree because it couldn't, it couldn't travel space and time. Like you couldn't go to like from here to ancient Rome because otherwise you could just go from here to Rome one minute from now. Well, that was and exactly a, what I yeah, thought. Of. And it's essentially a teleporter too. Yeah. I was like, man, my shipping business would be better than yours in that case. Yeah. Well, no next day shipping. You get one minute ago shipping. All right, Ben, if you were giving, given uh, a astronomical budget and you were tasked with creating an amusement park or a theme park, what kind of park would you create? I'd want to do something unique. Like Ricky Rat? Yeah, Ricky Rat. Yep. Um, like, I always thought a Star Wars theme park would be cool, and then they, like, went and opened one. Huh. And I want to go. It looks pretty rad. Yeah, I I haven't heard great things. I've spoken to a few people who have been there, and they just yeah, it's just another theme park. Yeah, in general, it seems like the sentiment is that it just can't live up to what they're claiming it is. Well, that's that's a that's a high bar. People's expectations for Star Wars is a tough one to meet. But I think I would you know, maybe uh oh maybe like a horror themed park have they done that yet I'm trying to think of like genres that are uh missing or like an 80s action movie themed park oh that, that would be actually, cool that would, that would be cooler it would be all stunt park. shows and roller coasters yeah Shit, yeah going like the terminator roller coaster and have guys dressed up like fucking jean-claude van damme walking around and shit yeah or have actual jean-claude van damme walking around why not yeah yeah just spouting nonsense yeah <laughs> steven seagal running a donut shop he'd be the head of security yeah He's a cop. Yeah, he is deputized. But uh, yeah, I'd probably go with like an 80s action movie themed park. That would be pretty rad. That would be pretty slick, yeah. I mean, I would limit it to the 80s. You go early 90s and stuff, but... uh, Yeah, the action movie heyday park. Yeah, I'm not going to put any like Fast and Furious in there. No, fuck no. Get the fuck out of here, Rock. You ain't shit. Though those movies have gotten absolutely ridiculous. That's what I hear. I haven't seen one of them since... Too fast, too furious. Oh no, shit! Oh, they've yeah. gotten out of control. They're actually like I was. Um, I saw the trailer for the new the Hobbs and whatever. Hobbs and Shaw, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, I, I kind of want to see that. They turned into like secret agents, and then they were in prison and broke out of prison. Um, they just threw all sense and logic out the window and be like, all right, fuck it, we're just gonna make ridiculous set piece action movies. Well, yeah, this one is essentially, from what I understand, like they're turning people into cyborgs. Yeah, yeah, they, they to were. weed out the weak. Because I, I listen to, uh, I listen to the podcast. How did this get made? And they do a every time a Fast and the Furious movie comes out. Now they do a uh, a special episode after just having seen it with uh, Adam Scott from Parks and Rec, and it's always entertaining. So I, I essentially know what happens in all of the movies, but I, I just, I haven't seen them. I, I don't, I don't know. It's not that I, that I refuse to. I just. The opportunity never arises, and I'm never seeking it out. Well, you you don't want to like Fast and the Furious, <laughs> and so if you never watch it, you never have to admit that you do. But, yeah, I, uh, I heard like The Rock like jumps on a 
fucking torpedo in the last yeah. one. Yeah, I think it's they're absolutely nuts, man. They're just completely bonkers. Uh, they, uh, they have nothing to do with illegal street racing or Vin Diesel beating people up anymore. Uh, family uh, Corona. <laughs> oh, I was a little Stallone, but yeah. I am Groot. At least he finally found an outlet for his superior acting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I would recommend it. I don't remember what we were talking about, but... Uh, Amusement parks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 80s action movie. Yeah, yes, do that. Cool. Someone make that happen. Yeah. See, well, let, let's get a little uh, get a little heavier here. Get to get some uh, some moral decisions. Oh no! So if if you could cure all disease in the world forever, but you had to murder one little innocent child, would you do it? Yep. Really? Yeah. One hundred percent. I wouldn't. No problem at all. Uh, I mean, are are we going to go into the into the implications of overpopulation and how disease does a does a a service? Yeah, that's why I wouldn't do it. Because fucking man place would be a shit show if people stopped dying of natural causes yeah we'd we'd just create a, a logan's run society where once you hit a certain age you're out everyone would understand but in the meantime you're not suffering suffering from a disease sucks and millions upon millions of people do that and it's very disheartening having a having a disease or a condition that people uh, can profit off of and they profit off of not curing it um so it's pretty personal to me um so to end suffering of that in that capacity killing one small innocent child yeah sorry dude you're toast take that little kid um, unless it was unless it was my own kid. i was gonna say sorry Ella. <laughs> turns out it's you <laughs> yeah no um no, I, I honestly like like if if it came to that, I could not do that. If I had to press a button and and one child somewhere would die, excluding uh the the one that I am that that is a part of my life, I would absolutely do it. What if what if you didn't know which child it was going to be, so there was a slight chance that it could be her? Fuck. See now that that's the whole Twilight Zone sell your soul to the devil yeah. side of things. I mean, it'd be a really small chance. I mean, it, uh, how many kids are in the it would be like what one in like two hundred? Well, probably more than two hundred million. Yeah, yeah, probably probably there's, what, a, seven a couple billion. billion. There's probably well, no, there's seven billion people in the world. I don't think maybe maybe a billion kids. Yeah, yeah, one seventh. Yeah, I think that's fair. Something like that, but yeah, so a one in a billion chance. It's pretty. Uh, pretty slim but you never know yeah the old john williams luck would kick in i don't know and i mean what if, if you pressed it and it, like some kid in bangalore died but then like she also died in a car accident you totally think it was your fault <laughs> totally even though it wasn't you know but but if that happened then i think i would probably go insane with grief and off myself but at least people wouldn't be suffering from disease yeah it worked out well for everyone else yeah yeah, so would I would I kill myself and a small child? Probably. Oh, look at you, Mr. Selfless. Yeah. Um, okay, my turn. All right, Ben. So we are both fans of science fiction. Yeah. Um, now, science fiction has a lot of fantastical uh, mechanical, usually, devices that they create, and uh, they don't exist in the real world. But if you could take... One thing from a science science fiction story and make it real. What would it be? Warp drive. Warp drive. Okay, faster than light travel. 
all the way. The uh, the placeholder drive. Yeah, it'd be uh, the you know removing the one of the many barriers, probably the, the probably the biggest barrier, but uh, certainly not the only one to mankind becoming a intergalactic species. Yeah, check out Space Oddities coming to a convention near you in Sacramento. Yeah, to learn all about that. Yeah, so yeah, faster than light travel for sure, because then uh, we could actually go places, because space is too fucking big. That's what I hear. Yeah. It's like really I also hear it's fake. Far. <laughs> yeah, totally fake. Warp drives are cool, but I don't, if, if we created a warp drive, I don't know if we would find cool shit in my lifetime. You know, because you'd still have to do a lot of exploring to find, like, new life and new civilizations. Oh yeah, it just to go to. Yeah, that's true. It'd speed things up. Like I, yeah, like if it was just like so, I got the the one thing, and like someone just gave me a warp drive, but like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck do I do with this? I don't, don't even have a spaceship warp. to put it in. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know how to use it. So in that case, I'd probably go with like a lightsaber. Yeah, lightsaber would be cool. I think I would have a very hard time not choosing either, and I'm not a Trekkie nerd, but a replicator Ooh. or a holodeck. Oh, like those are both, both of those awesome. would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Star Trek had some rad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they had to find something exciting to do with all that boring shit. Watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned, folks. We, we are trying to figure out our episode of, uh, I, you know, we, we could do Star Wars. We could do Star Trek, but I think we're going to do a Star Wars versus Star Trek. Probably a double episode. We should find a guest host or two for that. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, so if you consider yourself an expert in uh, Star Wars or Star Trek and you've got some very strong opinions, email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Or you can tweet us, hashtag Star Wars versus Star Trek at uh, GeeksplorePod. Yeah, we need like four people in here screaming at each other about which fictional universe is better. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. So, uh, getting a bit more contemporary. Ooh, what amount of money per month would someone have to give you to give up your cell phone, your mobile phone device? Let's say, not just phones, like your iPhone, all the stuff it does for you, mobily, forever. Now, would I would I have no phone or no smartphone? Would I have a la- a landline at home? You, yeah, you could have one. It's just not mobile, not one you could take with you. Oh. Okay. So you can still have a computer with the internet and a TV with Netflix and a phone, like a hard line, but you just couldn't take them with you wherever you went. Honestly, like net eight grand, it would not take much at all. That's quite a bit, yeah. I would love to to give it up anyway, but I I know I can't just just for the way I live. I mean, I need it for work. Or I get I guess I could. I mean, but. It would be a humongous pain in the ass to go back to it. But if I didn't like like if I was making enough money to just sort of just live and not not be so concerned about about paying my bills, then I wouldn't need the cell phone all the time. I could do all my Interneting at home. Yeah, exactly. Like I need it for work. Like I use it for work stuff like all the time. But I could probably work around that. So if I could. uh it, like if if my if it took the place of the amount of money I make at work or more, I would probably do it. Cause yeah. If my job was essentially to not have a cell phone, well, you fuck yeah, yeah, totally do that. Yeah, then I could just draw comics from home all day and have the internet there. Yeah, 
exactly. and then go for jogs where I don't need a phone anyway. I enjoy doing lots of things that don't involve my phone. Yeah. And it'd probably be healthier for me too. Yeah. I've been trying to like interact on Twitter more and it is just mind sucking. Oh, social media is the worst, oh God, dude. It's, it's awful. I don't. I mean, we love social media. Follow us yeah. at, <laughs> at uh, Twitter on Geek Explore Pod, Instagram at uh, Geek Exploration Podcast. It, it's just another thing to check and look at and waste my life on. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know if I needed another one of those. I already had like Reddit and other garbage. What the fuck is Reddit doing for you? Uh, providing entertainment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Not work. The bar is lowered. Yeah. Doesn't take much now. Well, uh, let's get serious here for a second, Ben, with my next one. What if the moon was made of cheese? Be awesome. What kind of cheese do you think it'd be? I don't know. See, I was trying to think of that before, but I think it would be some sort of cheese that we've never heard of before. Yeah, like Lunaria or something. Yeah. We'd have a food source if we set up a moon base. Yeah. Would people want to harvest the cheese? Because, I mean, once it's gone, it's gone. And how would that affect the uh, the tides of, of Earth? I don't know. I don't know. But being a good American, I don't give a shit. I want to eat me some moon cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be like Wal- Wallace and Gromit. Like, that's always my, my go-to with Wallace and Gromit. Like, Gromit, we've run out of cheese. And I go to the moon. Well, and I mean... Shit, we ever no one bats an eye about using helium, and we're almost out of that shit, and there isn't any more. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. It just floats off into space. You don't get it back. Can't make more of it. Oh, that's going to be weird. Yeah. The, the U.S. had a giant helium vault underneath, like, Nebraska or some shit. That, like, uh, I think in the 90s, they decided, sell it all. And it's pretty much all sold now, and there's not a whole shitload of extra helium lying around. So, uh, so if you could only listen to one band for the rest of your life, who would you pick? Easy. Oh, easy, huh? Totally. Queen. 100%. Yeah, I figured that was probably the... There's, there's no other band that has a discography that I love as much and is varied. Like, when you go through Queen's discography, it is so varied. So, whatever you're in the mood for, maybe not whatever you're in the mood for, but... If you're not in the mood for something from their first two albums, then good thing. You can go to the third through, I don't know how many they had, like 12 uh, album and find something totally different and totally great. Yeah, they do have a lot of variety. I was, when, I, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking the same thing. Like, who's got a ton of variety? Yeah. And the, the unfortunate thing is I don't think it would matter who I picked. You'd get sick of whatever. Yeah, I, I would probably it would probably lead to me just not listening to music. You know, like I would I you know I'd be like oh I want to listen to something but I I don't want to listen to that. Anymore. Gotta be Queen. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And eventually I would uh, I would learn to hate whatever it is that uh, I picked, and I would just stop listening to music altogether. That's fair. Which would be horrible. Yeah, I mean, I always thought that billy joel was all right i've always been a, a reasonably big fan of elton john but angelina has sort of killed both of them for me like especially billy joel i don't ever want to hear fucking billy joel again in my entire <laughs> life elton john i can still do um but it, it's kind of got to be one of those things where like i don't listen to elton john unless i'm in the mood for it or unless it's forced upon me Queen's a pretty good choice. They do have a pretty varied discography. Like I was thinking like 
Weird Al, because at least he, I would get to hear some sort of <laughs> contemporary music, like any new music. Yeah. Of him as him parodying it, at least. So yeah. it would be like pretending to hear new things. <laughs> yeah. And he'll still be putting out more stuff. Yeah. Queen's not putting anything else out. No. No. Lazy bastards. <laughs> uh, except for shitty live performances with Adam fucking Lambert. Really? Taking over Freddie Mercury? Oh, he's been doing it for years now, man. Mm. Like two or three years. I I do have not you, like it at all. I was gonna say, have you seen any of the live performances, like a video or anything? Yeah, yeah, I've seen video. I don't I don't care for him. He, um he can't quite do it. You know, he's not trying to do Freddie, which is great. And that's right. what that's what a lot of people give him props for. Uh, but I just don't care for what he does. Like I I wouldn't want to see him on his own. And I certainly don't want to see him fronting Queen. I saw I saw Queen and Paul Rogers um, twice back uh, back when they were touring in the in the early mid two thousands, and um, that was a great show because Paul Rogers, you know, being from Free and Bad Company, like he he already had his own established style. So I went in knowing what he does, and it didn't bother me as much that he wasn't Freddie because I I knew him and it was cool that he was doing it. And the way they did Bohemian Rhapsody, where they they would like they they used footage from uh, from the Wembley show in '86. Oh, cool! Um, so they had Freddie doing the first half, and the band would play along with him on video, and then it would and then it would break it down. And they you know they they never did the midsection live. It would just sort of be like lights and smoke and stuff as the the music track played. And then in the in the very end, Paul Rogers came out to to sing the big rockin' part. But then they mixed Freddie's uh, Freddie's video footage for the very end part, and it was uh, it was very touching. Yeah. So nice. and Brian and Roger sang a couple songs too. So it was uh, it was a good show. I'm really glad I saw it. I was very fortunate because it was our friend Corey who um, who made both of those shows happen for me. Go Corey. Yeah. So. uh what do you think it is that people find interesting about these hypotheticals? They're just, they, they don't, they're hypotheticals. They don't really mean anything in the real world. At this point, possibly nothing. <laughs> they're anything like me. No. Uh, wow. I'm getting salty in, in our, in our one year old age. Terrible twos, man. They're coming. Yeah. What it is, is, uh, it's, it's imagination. You know, like I love, the uh i love the comic book series what if i loved when dc mm-hmm. would do uh stories called elseworlds where uh, where you know it's it's essentially you know superman being raised in russia for uh yeah, for red, sun. red sun that yeah. one was awesome I, I i love that book yeah and marvel's what if uh comic books were fantastic and it it getting turned into a uh, animated series is super cool Oh, it's animated. I thought it was live action. No, it's animated, but they're oh, cool. using uh, they're using a lot of the uh, the actors' actual voices. Animated's fine with me. I got no bias against animation. Yeah, so. yeah. An- animated's the best stuff DC's done. Well, but this is Marvel. I know. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying, like, animated can be amazing. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah. I'm, hopefully, uh, hopefully Marvel picks up uh, where DC left off because DC's been dropping the fucking ball for a few years now. Ever since they made you pay for it jerks wait what with the dc universe isn't that where all that shit's going now oh um no they're still releasing on dvd they just ever since justice league war they they came up with this uh this house style that they keep using that's like pseudo anime and the designs are are based on the new 52 for the most part 
And the comic books have even strayed away from that, but the animated movies are keeping that. It's fucking bullshit because initially they they would take a story that they were adapting and sort of try to mimic the art style. Like if you look at Public Enemies, the, the first Superman Batman movie they did, it's totally based on Ed McGuinness's art and it's fantastic. And then like the uh, the Supergirl one, or I guess it's called Apocalypse, was based on Michael Turner's art and that was also great. So I just, I don't like their art style and it's hard for me to get into it. Um, but yeah, what ifs are interesting. <laughs> what if DC stopped using their fucking house style? I would buy their movies again. I haven't bought one in probably a few years at this point and i used to buy every single one of them did you see the trailer for that new like harley quinn uh i don't Animated think I, show? Saw the, I don't think i saw the big comic-con one it it looked interesting it definitely looked adult and i uh, it piqued my interest I, I would definitely give it a watch yeah i mean they they did that that uh that batman harley quinn uh movie that was based on the old bruce tim style and I, I rented that one because I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, a return to the old days. And like halfway through, like I just wanted it to be over. Oh. I, I couldn't get into it at all. Maybe maybe I've just grown old and salty. So, Ben, what if I thanked everybody for joining us on these hypothetical adventures today and hoped they enjoyed it? Well, then I would probably tell them that the theme song was by... Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Yeah. And uh, called Cruising for Goblins. <laughs> um, folks, you can hit us up on the uh, on the social medias. Um, Facebook at uh, Geeksploration the podcast page. Um, Instagram, Geeksploration podcast. And Twitter at Geeksplore pod. Um, you can email us at email at Geeksplorationpodcast.com. And please go and give us a five hypothetical star review. Or hypothetically, go give us a review. I think a lot of you have already done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know who the theme song's by. And uh, we still have swag available at shop.exploration.com. And you know what? I would like to just uh, give a quick shout-out. We uh, we did mention it earlier, but shout-outs to, uh, to those of you who have been faithful, diligent listeners for the last year. For the vast majority of this, I've really enjoyed this, and um, I do appreciate you sticking with us and those who interact with us. I appreciate that even more, and um, I hope uh, Season 2, Year 2, brings even more... Um, interaction and fun and uh thank you to uh to angelina pizzetti devin carlson and casey thomas and fuck you to my wife yeah she hasn't listened to one single glog damn episode and fuck you rings a bit hollow though when i know she'll never hear it yeah, and on that note, I think uh, our next episode is going to be on sequels, since it'll be the first episode in our second year. Yeah, our sequel year. Yeah, and uh, we all know sequels are better than the original, right? Yeah. So, uh, that bodes well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you want to give us your thoughts on sequels, tell us what your favorites are, what uh, you think some of the worst ones are. Um, we Hit us up on the social medias and... Uh, We'll chat about it on the next episode. And if, uh, oh, and I'll be in Las Vegas for Authors and Dragons Con, and John will hopefully be there September 21st and 22nd. Uh, if uh, anyone is in Las Vegas and wants to uh, come hang out. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little more about that con real quick. 
So it's uh, it, or the, you can take a long time if you want. This is your show too. <laughs> so the guys from Authors and Dragons uh, are putting on their own convention. I think we've mentioned it a couple times before, and mm-hmm. uh, they do like an actual play D and D podcast. They're all um, comedy fantasy writers. They're uh, funny, hilarious dudes, and I am looking forward to spending the weekend with them. I'm going to be uh, running a game for some of the like a Cards Against Humanity game, I believe, for some of their other guests, and like a. Uh, a side game for them live in front of the audience there. Uh, and I think I'm going to do, I might do honey heist or like a, the a cheat your own adventure type game. So cool. It's uh it's going to be a good time. It's in Las Vegas. So what other kind of time could you have? Yeah. And it is directly after my birthday. So yeah. if I, if I want to, if I want to party it up, that, that would be the place to do it. Hells. Yeah. Until next time. Happy birthday! That's for the Frosty the Snowman animated movie fans out there. Are there any other kind? (laughs) 